Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back, my Truth Over Tea fans, friends, and fanatics. It's me, your continual host, Christopher Wilmot, where we're learning to tell the truth over spilling the tea to the LGBT community and beyond. I welcome you wherever you may be joining us today, whether it's here locally in the States or globally as we're getting some listeners and viewers there. Welcome, come on in and welcome back if you've been tracking with us over each season. But if this happens to be your first season, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. You know my name. I'm 29 years old. I have been a disciple as we're learning to call ourselves um, with the Lord for about seven to eight years now, walking with him and just following him as a disciple. The Lord has discipled me into the three things that we're learning on this podcast, which is acceptance, change, and practicing self-control over same-sex desires. Yeah. And a little bit of tea about myself as you heard some of it being stirred in the background. Here's some spilling tea that you may be interested in that I spent four to five active years in the LGBT lifestyle identifying with homosexuality. So I have come into an understanding of the truth, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is Jesus himself. And he's discipled me to understand that God accepts you, grace changes you, and you can't control you. So whether you're in the community or even out, all three of those things can benefit you. Even though this is a podcast targeted to the LGBT community, it's not limited to the community. So I welcome you. And so without any further ado, grab your tea and join me. Like, comment, and share this if this installment of truth can bless you or somebody you know. Without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into today's installment of truth. Hello, fans, friends, fanatics. You heard our intro there. Or not. (laughs) Depending on which one I uploaded. I welcome you, Christopher Wilmot, as you know, with this special bonus episode on... The power of a name reloaded, and I'm going to be asking and even answering the question, what is your name? What is your name? What is your name? How would you define that? How do we break that up and understand that? And we're going to be spending just a very quick moment on this because we've discussed this in detail on episodes, like, I believe it was episode 13. Sorry. I had to pause for a second. But um, it's... oh. Actually, it was 14, episode 14, when we discussed the power of a name and understanding the biblical approach to our words, the power of that, and therefore the power of names that we use words uh, to create. So the words we want to be using, of course, is the word of what God has said about us to call us and others what he's called us so we can come into the understanding of our identity. But also I've taken or taken a spin off of that to show you really the power just of a name in general speaking when we deal with words and therefore names that when we call it, you can even search the scriptures on this. When a person or a group of people was given a specific type of name, it was associated with a specific type of destiny. My God, better preach. So a specific type of destiny was associated with certain types of names. And so I found that really interesting as I continued to dive into this. And as we've been discussing identity throughout this whole season, I noticed that names associated with destinies, words projected people's futures. It started shaping their identity, their their expression their understanding of self and all of those senses and worths of self as we've been discussing and identifying the definition of identity by. So all of those different things, which we've reiterated in countless amount of episodes. But I've noticed that, like I said, a name is always associated with the destiny. So I took the privilege of, of course, going through scriptures and seeing when people would call 
uh, when God would call people or a group of people or a nation a certain name, and it was always associated with something he was forecasting or prophesying for the future, especially if you look at the Old Testament where you see Israel or you see, um, I'm trying to think of the other words, other other names, <laughs> Israel uh, was a nation, as we know, and that was projected to be, or Egypt, that was projected to be a group of people, meaning a certain different things that he was projecting and prophesying them to be. And so I started to see, is there any correlation of this or an example of this in our regular day in life and living today where people have normal names or maybe not so normal, but having given names, or is there any correlation or is there any distinction that people have with certain names that they give their children? or that they give certain people and so on and so forth. We already understand like certain names and words like gay and uh, like, let's take gay for example, is associated with the definition of being same-sex attracted and expressing yourself that way. So that name has a definition attached to it. But I wonder if actual names have a definition and or destiny attached to it. And we're gonna break that up and see today. Starting with my name. So my name is, as you know, Christopher Wilmot. There's power in that name because it just like there's power in your name because I was learned or learned from the Greek, I believe it is. It's translated from, let me make sure, because uh, you can translate it from the Greek and or the Hebrew, I believe. Let me just make, make sure. I don't want to be steering you wrong. So yeah, we see here, Chris is uh, translated from the Greek. It's a Greek origin name and it means bearer of Christ. You know, that's my name. So that's part of what my destiny is even. We're going to see this in times to come. If you're not already seeing that through the ministry God has given me and how I am bearing Christ through that. But you'll see it in the future, nonetheless. So Chris from the Greek is translated bearer of Christ. And I'm telling you this about my name so you can be encouraged to do this about your own name. I was encouraged to do this because I was watching, of course, studying our, our subjects at hand on identity. But I was also watching this uh, one of my... Uh, this person I look up to is, is uh, not a young lady. She's an, uh, an older lady, but her name is Ayanda Van Zant. If I'm pronouncing her name right, I can never do so. But I got, uh, what can I say, turned on to her ministry. She calls it even in a ministry called Fix My Life. And I came across some of these episodes on my YouTube channel. And I was like, who is this woman? She's such a powerful woman of God. And, and, he, and I heard her actually on a Breakfast Club interview talking about that her show and that she called it a ministry and she kept referring to a lot of stuff in biblical terms i'm like hey that's that's a scripture or hey that's a scripture. i'm like i wonder if she's saved or i wonder if she's a, a believer in jesus and then i heard her say the holy spirit and i've never heard in a secular circle people talk about the holy spirit so i'm like I, you already know that that grabbed my attention and it took me to her and her ministry her show and a lot of what she teaches and believes is that there is a power in a name and to the point that she even changed her name just like Saul did Paul remember that a whole analogy but um he she changed her name because it didn't fit the destiny and what she believed God was calling her to do and Ayana Van Zent really just means that name her name is translated uh great mother and I felt like that suited her so well because watching the different episodes, she's such a she has such a mothering nature about that. And so that kind of drove me to kind of find that the power of my name and understand, is it associated with any form of destiny? And also my dear brother, who's a, a former disciple, uh, not a former, but a, a current disciple with me as well. Simon told me uh, God had spoke to him about my last name, which is Wilmot. So 
I looked that up and he told me the meaning and confirmed it because I want I always want to check and verify just like I tell you and teach you to do check and verify don't just take somebody else's word for it take the word or facts in supporting evidence for it so he told me Wilmot means it comes from the Greek as well Chris means bearer of Christ we know that and Wilmot means helmet will helmet is actually how it's translated and will helmet if you break that up literally just means a head cover or a protector a head cover or protector. Hopefully you can hear me pretty good on this mic. So when you put Chris, which means bearer of Christ together with the word Wilmot, you get Will Helmet or head cover and protector. So Chris Wilmot is literally means a bearer of Christ who is a protector and cover of others. A bearer of Christ who is a protector and cover of others. That is my name, but watch this. That's my destiny. Now, you got to remember what I said about being discipled, the stages of it, to understand how I was able to come up with that. Did I just conjure that up because I felt like it, heard it, and, and just wanted to say it? No. I had to study this out, look into the Spirit, and, and, and understand by the Spirit exactly what the Lord had created me to be and how it was associated and affiliated with my name He gave me. Now, when I was adopted at four years old, my name was already Chris, but I my last name was Scott. My name changed then to become Wilmot when I got adopted. So I think that was God's way of doing what happened with Ayana Van Zandt in that context where I changed or she changed her name because her purpose and she felt her purpose and no, her name no longer fit her purpose and her purpose no longer fit her name. So she changed her name to fulfill her purpose. My name, I have that same kind of road to Damascus experience as we've learned to call it from Saul to Paul when I was adopted. When I got adopted, my first name stayed the same, but my last name changed. And I and little did I know Wilmot would mean well helmet. But as I started to seek the Lord through just being discipled to the Lord, denial, first stage of discipleship, submitting was my second stage of discipleship, being changed was the third change stage of discipleship, coming into identity was the fourth stage of discipleship, discipleship, and the fifth stage, which is power, and then the fifth, the sixth stage, which is purpose. As I was being discipled, as I've been teaching you all on this podcast to be, God started showing me how I was living up to my name without even knowing I was living up to my name. How I always felt, almost even at a young age, I felt like I was always a protector. Hence why I work at the sheriff's office currently right now. I always had this protect and serve ability and desire in me to want to protect and want to serve. Literally, I get a kick out of protecting and serving. Not that I'm a fighter, not that I'm a violent person, not that I'm this headstrong person who's, you know, can just conquer anything and do anything. I'm some, you know, massive, mighty warrior. I wouldn't necessarily identify me as that, but I have this innate thing in me ever since I can always remember when I was born that I always wanted, I hated seeing injustice, one, and two, I wanted to do something about it. Not just hating it, like a lot of people do in this day and time. We hate injustice, but we're doing little to nothing about it. And so they just raise awareness about it, but not doing nothing to fix what they're raising awareness about. But I digress. I was a person of, of action. And so I realized I always wanted to protect the less fortunate, to to protect and serve them, to cover them, and to help them. This is really important because that's what my whole name means. A bearer of Christ and a uh, Wilhelmit, which is a protector and cover of others. 
Now, this is important because I'm currently doing that now, just in another way. Employed in the sheriff's office, I'm doing it in the way of protecting and serving the community. But as a, I guess you can say a teacher of the word of God or preacher or whatever, I am also protecting others from the societal zealous approaches that are trying to take them from who they are in Christ. So I'm protecting their or getting them to understand their identity and to protecting them and protecting or helping to protect them once they get it. And so obviously I cover people in prayer. I intercede for them. That's that's one way I, I can see myself protecting and covering others. Also, I have this fatherly component about me, I guess you can say that I, I just love, like I said, protecting the, the less fortunate and, and serving and protecting them, but also covering people. There's this, I, I can't really explain it because I'm still learning it, but I just have this ability about me that, again, I believe it's God breathed and, and God ordained to want to, when I see people uncovered or sheep without a shepherd or people who have no covering, no father, uh, have no leadership, have no direction. There's something that just comes over me that wants to help them with that. I never understood it until I came into understanding my name and the power of it, the destiny that was tied to it and the meaning of it. And I realized, oh, I've always wanted to do this and like doing it because this is who I was called to be. Not just because I was given this name, but because God gave me this destiny. And I believe your name is really tied to your destiny. And you may be doing it in one shape or form right now. Like I said, I'm protecting and serving in the capacity of being a, a law enforcement officer. But God said, that's not what I was called to do. Really, he wants me to protect and serve his sheep. See how I'm doing it in one way, but God's going to call me to do it in another. And really, he's he's using these tools I'm learning here to take me there. Let's take Peter, for example, Simon Peter. He was a fisherman, but Jesus said to him when he would call him into discipleship, he says, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. So you were called or calling yourself and others were calling you a fisherman. And that's not entirely incorrect, but it's just incomplete. You're a fisherman. All right. But just not fishing for fish, you're fishing for men. And that's really found in the, in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which Peter is an example where we can pull to see the power of his name and how it was, or not necessarily the power of his name, but the power of his destiny and how God used his, his current situation, his job, his employment to prepare him for that destiny. Because he was a fisherman, he had his own fisherman business. If you're not familiar with the, uh, Peter, he had his own fisherman business with his relatives and, and other, uh, I guess you can say business partners. And when God called him into the, the ministry, he had to leave his business to fulfill his destiny. So now let's take Peter. Let's let's even take Peter's name, Simon Peter. Remember when we saw this in Matthew 13, when Jesus said to him, you are Peter, because now you know me, I'm going to tell you, you remember, we reflected this from that story. When Peter said, uh, when Jesus said to Peter, who do men say that I am? And Peter responded, you are the Christ son of the living God. So he says, since you know who you you, since you know who I am, paraphrasing, I, I'm going to tell you who you are. You are Simon Barjona. You are Peter. And upon this rock, I'll build my church. And so he literally says, I'm changing your name now to Peter. And and this word Peter, Barjona, really, literally means uh, supplantus and rock. So he's saying, um, you are a piece of a rock. And really upon this rock, I'm building my church. So he's saying upon the revelation that Peter got, I'm going to build my church on that. Not necessarily on Peter, but on the revelation of Peter got just to 
or Peter had, just to um, quickly paraphrase that story. But that was so interesting because he had tied a destiny yet again. He tied a destiny to a name with Peter. And he said, I'm going to call you from being Simon Barjona. I'm going to call you Peter. And that means a rock or a piece of a rock. And then he says, because your name is Peter, I'm building my church on the rock. And the rock is revelation and that symbolic way of understanding it. Just like my name, Will Helmet and Chris Bearer of Christ is symbolic to say you're going to be a bearer of Christ who is covering people and protecting people in Christ. And so that's what I think I am called to do. That's what God taught me through my discipleship and learning who I am in him and the purpose he's created me to fulfill for him. And it's all tied to a name and the power of word. So now a part of my confession, which I continue to reiterate, telling you guys to do, you need to be making daily confessions over your life and over the lives of others by through prayer, as we know, but also through just declaring and decreeing things over your life and the life of others, speaking these things that you want to see in existence because the worlds were framed by the word of God, the Bible says. The worlds were framed. So your world's going to be framed. Your identity is going to be framed. Your life is going to be framed by your words and, on, and, and ultimately your name. And so we want to see the power of a name because of the power of words and our words have power, life or death, as the scripture says in Proverbs, as we've learned. This is this is all reloaded. So I'm not necessarily flipping to scriptures. I'm just reiterating them or referencing them. So I'm going to leave it up to you by now. You should go to the truth and learn and know how to do that on your own. So I'm not going to flip to any truth, but I am paraphrasing and referencing a lot of different scriptures, which is the truth. So now that you understand the power of a name, you understand the power of words, and now you understand maybe how to dissect your name go look up and google your name let from the greek or hebrew or whatever let's find out what your first and last name means and see if it's tied to anything that may mean something like a destiny to you it may not make sense to you now but through your discipleship god will make sense of it for you and i I just so thank, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ who are tuned to the spirit, who can help disciple you so you can learn who you are and fulfill the destiny that God has for your life. But I'm ultimately thankful for the Holy Spirit who doesn't leave us or forsake us, as we know, but he's there to help us understand us and to continue to evolve in what he's called us to do. And so I know I'm no longer working a nine to five, even though I'm on a job that's a nine to five. I'm not just here to fulfill a nine to five job, eat, sleep and repeat. No, I'm here to fulfill the purpose for the kingdom of God that he predestined me to do. Just like he told Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1, 5, he says, when you're in your mother's womb, that's when I called you a prophet. I didn't call you a prophet because you prophesied. I didn't call you. Watch that. I didn't call you a prophet because you prophesied. I called you a prophet because I called you a prophet. That's what I predestined you to do. Now, the evidence of your prof your prophetic ministry will come through prophecy, but I called you this before you ever started being this, just like we've been talking about identity. He didn't call us righteous when we did right. He called us righteous because we believed it and believing it allows you to receive it. So your name, believing that, receiving it and understanding that may be tied to a destiny that God is trying to hint at you that you're called to fulfill. Now, this is not in everyone's case because sometimes, especially these days, people don't take no thought in prayer on what to call their children. They just call them anything that's unique and special and crazy. They don't even look up what some of these words mean. Like if you look into like biblical names, some of those biblical names mean failure. They mean a lot of bad and negative things. They mean bitter. Uh, I, I was reading and studying a story. I forget the name of this woman, but she, her name was literally translated bitter and, and 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 jealous and envious. And a lot of people's names, if you look it up, it's tied to a lot of things that if you do not understand those names, you may be tying yourself to those destinies. That's the same thing we've been talking about, the power of other names like gay and 
and feminists and this and that and third. It's tied to words and names and destinies that you may not necessarily want to be affiliated with by just quickly identifying with. So understanding what those names are and how they come they came about will kind of help you to understand exactly if that's what you want to do or fulfill. And again, I'm not advocating you to change your name unless the Lord's leading you to do that. But I do want to make sure you understand if even if your name is a negative name, that you always have the name of Christ, the bearing name of Christ. And if you bear that name of Christ, you can do all things through Christ. So even if you happen to find out after doing the research that, oh my gosh, my name means something negative, always know you have a greater name that's above every name, and that's Jesus Christ. So use whatever name, your name or his, to continue to fulfill the purpose and plan that he has for your life because your life is no longer your own. Remember, we're stripping off our old life and our old names, our old identities, and we're coming into the new name. Mine is Chris Wilmot, bearer of Christ, and a helmet, Will Helmet, Wilmot, cover and protector of others. And I'm going to bear Christ and protect others in Christ as being a disciple of Christ. So what are you going to do? What does your name mean? Who are you? And give me some understanding of that as we have reloaded this episode of the power of a name. And I pray it has been a blessing to you and a blessing for you. So remember, God accepts you with whatever name you've been called. Grace can change you and give you a new name and you can't control you. So until next time, that's all I have for you today in the short installment of truth. God accepts you. Grace changes you. Control you all. I love you. And as we begin to come to a close to this season and this podcast, go in the blessings and the grace of God. Grow in it. Love you. Until then.